Peace and thank you, family, for tuning into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony. And I'm your co-host, Indigo. We're based in Washington, D.C. with leading discussions on topics surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art with an occasional guest appearance within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. What's up, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of Creative Habits Podcast, created by creatives for creatives. How you doing today, my love? I'm well. Happy birthday, fellow. Oh, happy birthday to me. Another year on this big blue ball we call Earth. Yeah. So today's topic is self-esteem. Okay, so welcome to this episode. Um, We will be discussing the topic of self-esteem. This is an important topic that affects us all, whether positively or negatively. In this episode, we will be uh, exploring the benefits of having high self-esteem as well as the dangers of having low self-esteem. We will also discuss some practical tips on how to improve our self-esteem. So let's dive in. Let's talk about the positives of having self-esteem. When we have high self-esteem, we feel more confident about ourselves and our abilities. We are more likely to take on new challenges and take risks. We believe in ourselves and our potential and to achieve our goals. We also tend to have better relationships as we are more assertive and able to communicate our thoughts and feelings effectively. High self-esteem can also lead to better mental health as we are less likely to experience anxiety or depression. On the other hand, low self-esteem can have several negative effects. When we have low self-esteem, we may doubt ourselves and our abilities We may feel inferior to others and struggle with feelings or shame or guilt. Um, This can lead to social anxiety and poor relationships. Low self-esteem can also lead to poor mental health, such as depression and anxiety. Digging a dip, digging a dip beater. (laughs) (laughs) Digging a bit deeper into the topic of self-esteem. Self-esteem refers to the overall opinion we have of ourselves, including our sense of self-worth and value. It is shaped by our experiences, relationships, and the messages we receive from others and ourselves. One of the key factors of uh, influencing our self-esteem is exploring uh, our upbringing. Children who grew up in uh, supportive and nurturing environments are more likely to develop high self-esteem. On the other hand, children who experience neglect or abuse may develop low self-esteem. However, it's important to note that our self-esteem is not set in stone and can be changed over time. There are two types of self-esteem, explicit and implicit. Explicit self-esteem refers to our conscious beliefs and feelings about ourselves. This includes things like self-talk, self-perceptions, and self-evaluations. Implicit self-esteem, on the other hand, 
refers to our unconscious beliefs and feelings about ourselves. This can be influenced by our past experiences and may be more difficult to change. It's also important to note that self-esteem is not the same as narcissism or arrogance. People with high self-esteem are not necessarily egotistical or self-centered. In fact, they are often more empathetic and understanding of others as they are secure in their own worth and value. Low self-esteem can lead to a range of negative behaviors and emotions, such as self-doubt, anxiety, depression, and even substance abuse. It can also affect our relationships as we may struggle to communicate effectively or set healthy boundaries. Improving our self-esteem takes time and effort, but it's possible. Some strategies include practicing self-compassion and self-care, challenging negative self-talk, and replacing it with positive affirmations, surrounding ourselves with supportive and positive people, setting achievable goals for ourselves and celebrating our success, seeking therapy or counseling if needed. So how can we improve our self-esteem? One way is to focus our strengths and accomplishments. Celebrating our successes, no matter how small, can help boost our confidence and self-worth. Another way is to practice self-care and engage in activities that make us feel good about ourselves. That includes exercise, meditation, or spending time with loved ones. We can also work on changing our negative self-talk and replacing it with positive affirmations. So, let's discuss self-esteem. What are your experiences with high self-esteem and low self-esteem? Because um, I want to say that as humans, we have a balance of mm. different experiences in our life. So can you share a time when you had either or? Um, low self-esteem. I think I've had that uh, a lot as a youth, as a child growing up in America. Um Somewhat, I wasn't really like, terribly bullied as a child, mm -hmm. but um, there has been some instances where I was bullied, and it lowered my self-esteem, and I didn't really feel like an equal with the other kids. You what know? were you bullied about? I was overweight, chubby, you know, um, a little standoffish. I never really liked got into sports or anything like that so I couldn't relate on that and um, shoot I was watching like cartoons and, and, and anime until my like high school years but I I, I kind of found myself staying like later in like 8th grade up to high school when I was like really fond of myself but yeah I think um, my lack of self-esteem um, stems from not like really having a disciplined regiment of life, you know. That's interesting. Can you elaborate? Discipline in what aspect? Discipline, as in, when I think of discipline, I think about um, having a goal set in mind. And you practice um, different things in order to get to that goal, whether it be reading, uh, working out your body, mind, or whatever. But you have to be consistent with it. Mm -hmm. So discipline to me is, you know, 
100% consistency. And that helps, you know, for me personally to boost my, boost my self-esteem because I see a goal. Um, I see what I have to do in order to reach that goal. And I'll apply myself daily to celebrate those little wins until I get closer to that goal. And once I reach that goal, I'll just make a new one and start over. What about you? Have you ever um, dealt dealt with self-esteem issues? I'd be lying if I said I didn't. Mm. Um, I love this topic because I also have this thought in my mind that when people have a level of self-esteem or an experience with self-esteem, it stems from not feeling like you can be your true self. Mm -hmm. So having a low esteem self-esteem is almost sheltering yourself from being the true essence of who you feel like you are internally Mm -hmm. but what's projecting out is what everybody else sees and you don't like that thing interesting so yes to answer your question yes and i think there are aspects or qualities of myself that um have that feeling or sensation of low self-esteem mm. but there were other qualities where I feel like I have high, a high level of self-esteem mm-hmm. so for example one of my main things right now that causes low self-esteem in me is um, my body after I had the baby right. so still feeling like I'm not yet fully embracing the fact that I'm actually a different body type and trying to figure out ways to actually just love it regardless, you know, and not have any tendencies of feeling like, oh, well, I can't, I can't, you know, wear certain things that I could before because I quite frankly don't feel like I look good in them, you know, because my physique is different. And, um, yeah, there are ways to change how you feel about yourself. Mm. Absolutely. But I think a lot of the times you get distracted within your self-esteem to make a difference in not liking qualities of yourself. So things like you mentioned about routine, I feel like is imperative for anyone that feels like they're not them, their true selves mm. or they feel like they're stuck in within their self-esteem to make a change. Okay. I can see that. I can see that. There's this quote I heard a long time ago. I'm caught in between the me and the me I envision. Mm -hmm. And um, having low self-esteem or having um, low vibrational thoughts would keep you in that limbo or keep you on that pendulum of Mm -hmm. swinging back and forth. But I think that if you can create a strong regimen a strong um, a strong sequence of dislo- dislo- excuse me disciplinary action there's no time or room to have those to have those negative thoughts mm-hmm. you know um, just for personal example I want to keep talking about myself but waking up at 4 a.m. to go to the gym, get in there for an hour, and then I come home, meditate 15 mm-hmm. minutes, and then go to work. And 
do it all all over again. Um, I feel that implementing those things helped me become a better person. Mm-hmm. And if I do it consistently, of course I don't want to wake up most of the time. But I just don't think about it. I just put myself on autopilot and do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that helps me boost my steam up. That helps me, you know, stick my chest out a little bit more when I'm around other people. You know, I think people, when you have low self-esteem, right, it's like um, for all of my smokers out there, if you smoke weed and you go out in the public and you feel like everyone's looking at you, mm-hmm. that I think that's very similar to having low self-esteem. You go, out, you go out in public and you feel like everyone's looking at you. And you're creating these scenarios that are most likely not true. So if you flip it on his head and give yourself these positive affirmations, oh, yeah, everyone's looking at me because I look bomb as shit today. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? My, my, my beard is trimmed. I got some nice kicks on. Woo, 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 woo. No matter how I... No matter the the, the, the the negative aspects I put on myself, if you, if you put that just one positive thing in the universe, it'll help boost, boost your confidence and boost your self, self-esteem. That's my long-winded... <laughs> yeah, no, that makes you sense. You know what I mean? Absolutely, and I'm glad that you shared that because um, you started off by saying not to talk about myself, but I think the idea of growth, the idea of learning is to share by experience absolutely Um, so that's totally fine um yeah i think that's great i also believe though that sometimes when you lack self-esteem you tend to have those thoughts like you share but you also sometimes can mask a habit or a thing Mm. within your self-esteem to distract yourself from feeling that way Mm. so it may look like it's a positive aspect but you're dismissing the whole point of why you're having low vibrations by replacing it with something else that has nothing to do with your growth outside of your... I, I feel that. But at the same time, it's thought too, though, right? Yeah, it's thought. You know, everything we see around us or every thing we feel, it starts in the head first, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that not to have negative thoughts. We we're all human at the end of the day. But at the same time, Fill your 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 brain with more positive than negative. Yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. I absolutely agree with you. But I'm saying sometimes a positive can be completely unrelated from the thing that you're trying to enhance or fix. Even though it's something that is positive, it's not addressing that thing that you need work on. So it it it, it depends on what you're trying to work on there too, right? So right, so it has to be specific. So. Just personal example, what's mm-hmm. something specific for you that you would like to work on to boost your self-esteem? Right. So when I was saying about my weight, it's a constant issue for me since I had our child. Right. And so some of the things that I do is I tend to work out and then I give up within that workout. Right. Because I'm not seeing immediate results. Mm. Or I feel like that level of like consistency is scary for me. Mm. So instead of just keep going... Instead of like doing that thing, I'm like, well, maybe I'm not I'm not going to do that right now 
but I'm going to work three jobs so I can make the same amount of salary than I did when I wasn't working. They're two different things, but at least I'm tending to do something that's positive that I have control over, even though the one thing that I'm trying to address, I don't have control over. So that is an example of what I'm talking about, Mm. where you may have low vibrational sensations or feelings. I'm sorry, slow down. What, What don't you have control over? But don't I have control over yeah. the fact that I'm not consistent in that one thing? So why don't you have control over? You're that? asking me the example. No, nah, I know. I'm just saying. So why? Did, what's your your theory on why you can't control that? I can control it, but within that moment when I'm saying it's scary for me mm-hmm. to take that leap of consistency, if I'm not perfect or good at doing something consistently, I might as well focus on something else which is not related to that thing. You're asking me an example I, I, I get about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what could be that. So that's what I'm explaining. It may not be how it pans out, but I'm saying like... So that goes to uh, choosing something else to cover whatever. To cover what needs to be fixed. Mm. Okay. So that's what happens. Yes, everyone has control over something, but I think if you fall under anxiety or depression or something that's hindering yourself from moving forward Mm -hmm. it becomes an issue and that also is a distraction a depression or anxiety because it hinders you from actually being like it's it's within my control i can see it's mental i can see that i can see that mental the mind is 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 a very complex thing it can be your greatest asset or something that fucks right. at you. You could, you could have one good thought. You could wake up and have one good thought and the rest of your day is okay. Mm-hmm. Unless somebody bothers you. But if you wake up and have one negative thought or one thing that you don't like about yourself, it can just ruin your whole day. Right? No, I think I'm fat all the time, but it doesn't no, ruin my day. No, it's not, it's not like, it's not a physical <laughs> thing. It's like, Self-esteem is accepting who you are, mm-hmm. acknowledging that you can't get mad at two things, things you can change and things you can't change. Mm-hmm. Things that's totally out of your control, you just have to put your hands up. But when you have just an inkling of, of, of something that you can change and that you, you can't control, we as a human species should be able to do that. But the only thing that hinders us, hinders that from us, is the distractions, like you said. Mm-hmm. When we go on social media and we see body types that we want to be or we aspire to be, that cuts a little bit of our self-esteem down a little bit, too. Or Facebook memory shows us what we used to look like, you know, pre-child. That cuts our self-esteem down up a little bit. But the greatest thing about the mind is, right, the mind is the only thing that can see the past, the present, and the future. 
So if you envision yourself, your future self in the future, and you, you manifest that in your mind first, just like everything around us, this microphone, this computer, that air fryer, you manifest it in the mind first. Write down your goals. Put it on a two-dimensional object, a piece of paper. Boom, 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 boom. This is what I'm going to do. And then it becomes a three-dimensional form later on once we are consistent with it, you know. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it starts with going to the gym. It starts with making up your mind. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do everything in my power to reach that goal. Mm-hmm. You know, before um, we got together and I was going to the gym real heavy, um, a couple years ago, I was going to the gym because I was literally fighting depression. Mm-hmm. You know, I needed an outlet to kick, kick depression's ass, basically. You know? And the result of that was, you know, I lost a lot of weight, started seeing some abs that I never had, a lot of energy, but eventually I lost that fight to depression and had to get right back in the ring, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's not a, a overnight thing or, or seeing results right then 10 minutes after you work out it's like you have to work on it constantly just like addiction like people who are addicts are addicts for life you know Mm -hmm. what I mean you could work on not touching that substance or picking up that alcohol or whatever but you still have to fight every day I absolutely agree with you and I I mean that I'm aware of where Certain aspects or certain things are seasonal. I never had body issues. Uh. And it's not even that I don't like my body. I just don't feel comfortable like this belongs to me. Right. You know? So it's like acknowledging that this is where I'm at right now, but that doesn't have to be the trajectory of my life. Right. But it also means that even the small gains, I'm not in the gym right now, but I'm waking up to jump rope. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, there's little baby steps that are happening even though that they they may not be vocalized but it's like mm-hmm. just doing what you can mm-hmm. it's not a race it's just a pace for how what you're comfortable a with. little bit every day yeah a little bit every day self-esteem is a very tricky issue because ever since the invention invention of like social media and stuff Um, children when I was a kid I didn't have any social media you know until like after college Mm -hmm. I mean I had MySpace here and there but I was like late high school and college but these children are scrolling through these phones and seeing glitzed and glammed and touched and photoshopped and you know people of and beauty that's that's unattainable to like the common person unless you have a lot of money to go surgery and stuff like that <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm i'm like you're also saying children but it hinders a lot of relationships too 
Right. But <laughs> my point of my point of bringing that up is there's a lot of like young girls and young women who their so their self-esteem is extremely low because they are fed this propaganda of what a woman should be either over sexualized or under sexualized and this, that and the third and there's been a lot of like upticks in like uh self harm and suicide and this, that and the third and online bu- bullying and it's I think it's really hindering um a lot of uh of development for young girls out there. I don't think it's just girls. Because I think there's a level of information out there that questions desirability as well. When you're a teenager, you're starting to come into your own. But then there's also exposures of what an adult is supposed to be like. So I agree with you on the image part for women, but it's the same for males. Mm. You know, that's why guys, like, as soon as they're 13, oh, you know, I'm going to hit the gym and, like, do 5,000 push-ups yeah, because yeah, there's yeah. a certain image that is advertised or portrayed to be desirable Mm -hmm. the same thing where i'm like it's not even for children it's it's a heavy topic for a lot of things Mm -hmm. for even adults because you can be in a situation with a partner and you see that they're desiring other body types Mm -hmm. then it could be something where it's like well damn where did i you know where did i go wrong or damn that's what this person likes then i might as well like Mm. try to get to that point or I'm not desirable. Mm. So it's a, it's like a, I think it's like for everybody where it's like, there's a certain image that's put out that is, you know, the standard of beauty, but not everybody's going to look like a filter mm. or have enough money for surgery to appeal to a certain image. So do you think social media um, helps self-esteem or does not help it? Um, I think there's half and half. I think social media is a great tool for networking. I think it's a great tool if you use it in that manner. But as humans, we tend to compare. And whether or not we are instinctively um, comparing or subconsciously comparing, it's natural for humans to compare. Let me restate my question. Do you think social media is helpful towards young developing minds or not so helpful? I was getting to my answer, but um, I think for developing minds, it is not helpful Mm. because developing minds are still trying to figure out who they are as individuals. But if you constantly have images of who you should be rather than who you can learn to be, it tends to be a distraction in what you you feel morally acceptable for what is comfortable for you. I look at that with peer pressure, like, a lot of the times, like, there's a lot of things that kids can be exposed to from social media because there's no filter, right? Like, Mm -hmm. when we used to watch films, you would have the ratings or whatever. Mm -hmm. But there is no moral understanding or rules with social media, so you have exposure to everything. That could be, like, someone that had no idea what self-harm was. And because they see it and they see that that's how people are reacting to certain things, maybe that's what they do. Or it could be a situation where it's not that heavy, but literally someone is constantly showing their um, accomplishments or showing mm-hmm. the positive aspect of 
their experiences, but never talk about, you know, the behind the scenes or a day when they failed and it didn't mm. look as comfortable or as perfect as it looked there. Polished. Polished, yeah. Mm. Where I feel like we are so heavy on curating our stories online that it becomes like reality TV where 90% of that isn't true. Now, when we live 90% of our lives, <laughs> roughly, online, how does that um, reflect on our self-esteem when we're out in the public or mixers or networking events or parties in general? We like, mm-hmm. when I was a kid, <laughs> When I was a young boy. When I was a young boy. My friends and I would go to the mall. This is before cell phones. Mm-hmm. The, the paper book. You would go out with a piece <laughs> of paper, a crumpled up piece of paper in your pocket, and a pen. You actually had to carry a pen. And we would go and talk to, you know, kids our age, young girls our age, and, you know, try to get a number. This this separates, like, the, the guys with game and the guys who didn't have game. And most of the time I didn't have game, but every once in a while I, I get, you know, a number. You get practice. You get practice. <laughs> but this is like social skills, you know, going out to talk to people and you know, introducing yourself and making up conversation, you know, when a lot of our, the younger generation just make conversations in the DMs with uh, emojis. Yeah. Like, how, how does that, how does social media become so antisocial? The first time I physically noticed that shift was in 2015. We we're still very like, no, 2016. And I went to the one of the first, the second Woman History Month uh, marches, mm-hmm. and there was a party. So at the party when people were still arriving, there were like a group of girls that arrived. It was just like a, an all-day women's party. And I look up, and not one person was engaging, talking, or anything. Mm-hmm. Everybody was on the phone. And I took a picture of it because I could not believe it. Mm-hmm. Literally every, and there was about like 40 or 45 people that had just arrived. Mm-hmm. And instead of like mingling or having conversation, they were all on that bench with their, like looking at their phones. And I was like, wow, this is the world we live in. But I noticed that a lot of the times when you do go out or you go to a concert or you know, you do an activity. The first thing someone wants to do is pick up their phone and take a picture. And I don't know, like, close to the end of last year and this year, like, I haven't felt the need to just post mm. what's going on in my life and mm. what I'm doing every day. Like, sometimes I feel like that needs to be for me because <laughs> yeah. it's so oversaturated right now. Or it's so heavy on us living our lives on a device that we actually don't take into account that reality is being dis- dis- discarded. I remember when uh, I first noticed it too, I was maybe a year from graduating from college and um, I had a early let out because I only had like two classes or something. So maybe I got around 12 mm-hmm. and got on a train 
And um, I think one of the stops was Gallery's place. And then I had to transfer to get on the Largo train or whatever. And while I'm on the train, I had a book with me. I got off at Gallery's place. And everybody on the um, uh, standing around had their phone and their heads in the phone. Like, it had to have been, like, maybe 300, 400 people in there. Mm, everybody doing the same thing. Every last person. Like, an ocean of people with their nose in the phone. And what was that like? iPhone five, iPhone six, mm-hmm. or something like that. But I just know that I was like, "Damn, what is going on?" It's like living zombies. <laughs> you know what I mean? That should but, be a topic. Maybe we can discuss further. Right, yeah. but it just it just freaked my mind out. Yeah, so, but <laughs> my bad. Um, but going back to self esteem, I think that um, a lot of our self esteem. is defined by others instead of being defined by our, of our for ourselves. I actually was about to say the exact same thing. And I do feel like um with that in mind, it's easier to get yourself out of your own head and mm-hmm. realize that you're creating things that maybe other people projected onto you. Mm-hmm. For a perfect example, I do feel like most of my experiences with self-esteem stemmed from either someone making a comment mm-hmm. or in like or suggesting something that wasn't <laughs> in my mind in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, but not that they're saying it directly, but it was an influence into questioning. Questioning yourself yourself mm-hmm. and I think that my issue I can only speak from my own personal experiences and how I feel I think that the fact that I'm very sensitive mm-hmm. and I don't have a thick skin anything that is projected onto me or any comment that is made depletes my esteem mm. and I let it go in a direction that is destructive destructive Mm -hmm. and I think it's not healthy and I think it's something that I need to work on I do believe literally any type of self-esteem I have within myself it's something that was suggested so that feeling of the body issue Mm. is because when I wasn't this weight there were always compliments that were positive and that is not a problem it's perfectly fine to look great when you're healthy. Mm-hmm. However, I noticed any time that I would gain a few pounds or I was this state when I was like a teenager, people would say a lot of negative things that stuck with me. Mm-hmm. So now that I'm back in that position, I still hear those voices in my head. And I still hear things like, you know, com- you know comments that are very lighthearted or people think that are funny, mm-hmm. but sometimes certain comments depending on the type of person you are can stick you know even though you wanted to yeah but um i digress um is there anything else that you want to share or just to piggyback on that um when i was working out very heavy in like my early 20s 
before that, I was overweight, sloppy, um, didn't really give a shit about life. So I started working out, working out, working out. When I was overweight, I got a lot a lot of negative comments. You fat, you this, you that, da, 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 da. But when I started working out and losing a lot of weight, oh, you look sick. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's sick? going on? Negative? So either way, people's perception of you shouldn't define who you are. They're always going to be negative. The reason why people are negative is because they feel effed up about themselves. My grandfather always told me, people love to see you doing good, but never better than them. Mm -hmm. And we're all in this negative self-esteem tornado. (laughs) And somebody will throw some negativity your way because they feel a negative. Then you throw it to somebody else and da-da-da-da-da. And it's a big cycle. But being conscious of who you are and your skin... You can let that negativity motivate you, or you can let it break you. Mm-hmm. But nobody can motivate. I'm just talking, speaking to my, my our listeners. Nobody can motivate you but you. You can read all the self-help books. You can listen to C.T. Fletcher or Eric Gar- uh, Gargans or whatever his name is, and all these different people and all these different personalities. But motivation starts with in your own mind, your own spirit, your own heart. And change is not going to happen unless you change. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. All right, guys, this was, oh, I think we got a conclusion, don't we? Hold on. Yeah, so in conclusion, self-esteem is an important aspect of our mental and emotional well-being. When we have high self-esteem, we feel more confident, uh, capable, and happy. On the other hand, low self-esteem can lead to negative thoughts and feelings that can affect our relationship and mental health. By practicing self-care and focusing on our strengths, we can improve our self-esteem and live a more fulfilling life. Yeah, so thank you. Just I have one thing to say. Go ahead. For people with low self-esteem, be kind to yourself as you are to the people you love. You wouldn't humiliate humiliate them, so don't do it to yourself. You deserve respect. Yeah, so uh, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, comment.